<laughs> Hello out there. We thought we'd start just a little bit early so that we can make sure we get our technical problems all taken care of. We got someone new with us. I don't think you've done this, have you? No. This is my sweetheart, Sheree, and uh, the missus. Sometimes I refer to her as, as the missus. So <laughs> she's joining us today. Tegan uh, couldn't be here, and Jarrett's off to college. So, so we're here. Can you hear us out there? Hi. Hey, Carol. We'll give a few more minutes to get things going. There's four. Up here it tells you how many are watching. Ooh. And then over on this side is they can make comments and stuff oh, like that. Mm -hmm. Well, this is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome everybody. We're getting, I'm getting a little, you know, I'm feeling a little tired today. I'm worn out. It's been a, a long day. We've been busy. Uh, was it a week ago? No, last week? Yeah. Did the conference? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did a conference in uh, Midvale uh, last week. Was, mm -hmm. I, probably, I probably need to send an email out there to apologize to them or something, but. They asked me to speak 55 minutes. I spoke. I still. I got the 55, and then I said I'm going to go over. And they said okay. So then I went an hour and a half, and then and then the questions started. And we were there from till after 9:30, like 9:45 at night. We started at seven. seven. So, but you know, they got a lot of questions answered. But I was pooped. I tell you that. There you go. Hi, hi to the missus. I can hear you fine. Beverly oh, says thanks. Hi, Amy. Welcome, Linda from Atlanta. Yeah, see the missus. For those of you who've seen her, and uh, she comes to me. She comes with me most places when we go to conferences. She likes to come along. And we can see the sights around. And, I drive while he works. Well, that often happens. I'm still making slides, and so I'm sitting there on my computer, plugged into the car charger, and uh, working on slides while she's driving. All righty. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to start just a little bit with some uh, old Facebook. There was a Facebook post that I took to go look up in the email, you know, in my email, and I keep forgetting to do them, so I'm going to do them right now. Uh, way back in June, there was a discussion about the uh, temple tab and how many columns you can sort. And there was some confusion out there about whether you can sort by three columns or two, and the answer is really only two. You can only sort by two. So you can sort by the first, and then you sort by the second, and it remembers that order. Uh, but you can't do it by three. So there's some that believe you can, but you really can't. Um, let's see. i got to see my next one. Well, I guess that's the only one. No, that can't be the only one. Yes, so the rest of them I must have answered on Facebook. I was kind of feeling adventurous the other day and started uh, started uh, answering my Facebook inbox. So I've been pretty good keeping up with it. Hey, Carrie, welcome and glad to see you all there too. Hi, uh, headed out on a records preservation mission tomorrow. Congratulations, Colleen. Uh, where are you going? Where Where are you going for that? Yeah, I assume you're going to be taking images and and sending them off to family search so we can get them indexed and back. Glad there's uh, there's Sandra out in Idaho and some Californians, Joanne and Salem, Utah. I like Salem, just right down the hall. 
and they're not burning up. Yeah, yeah, we're glad you're not burning up. So, and luckily, the fires that chased out Elk Ridge and Woodland Hills are now far enough away that they go live in their house. You know, interesting thing, I talked to a friend of mine. They're one of my guys that I worked with for, I've worked with them for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And um, he's at Family Search, and he's the mayor of Elk Ridge. And uh, so he had to do all the stuff. We missed them for about a week and a half as they were fighting the fires before they got back home. I asked them. I saw them yesterday. I said, did your, did your house smell? You know, I mean, I always wondered, you know, if you're, you know, I mean, it was so bad, the smoke, that they evacuated the houses for fear of fire and that the oxygen was not breathable. I mean, the air wasn't breathable. It's, and it, and, and our house, you know, up at our place, it smelled like campfire right outside. And, and I asked him, I said, well, man, you're going to have to clean your carpets and your curtains and your couches and everything. And he oh, says, no, he said the house didn't smell at all. But he said the car stunk. So the car they left behind stunk, but the house, you know, everybody turned off their air, you know, so the air conditioner didn't run, the heat didn't run, and mm. shut their windows, and it was all okay. All righty. Welcome, Pam, from Arizona. Yeah, Jesse from Alabama. Wow. Washington, D.C. Oh, you're going off to the Washington, D.C. North Mission Archives, oh, yeah. the Maryland nice. State Archives. That's cool. I wonder if that's, you know, James Tanner, He's he went over that way, too, to Washington. He did, back in that area, Virginia, yeah. somewhere. And then from Florida, how you doing, Roberta? And Kentucky, Joanne? All righty. I guess I only had that one thing to talk about in the, that I had on my list. I must have answered all the others. So let's go ahead and start. Lisa, just read that first this question. This is from Rachel Polson. She says, I have reserved ordinances for people without a relationship. Should I share the ordinance with the temple or completely unreserve it? So you reserved, you reserved an ordinance and... It says that she's reserved them. For people without a relationship. Oh, so you reserved them and then you weren't related to them. Mm -hmm. Should I share the ordinance with the temple or completely unreserve it? Well... Uh, you know, you can go ahead and do it. I mean, you already had it, but I guess really you should probably just uh, unreserve it right now. Uh, well, it would be interesting to know when you reserve that so we can see how close it is to the two-year reservation release because um, we usually do that when we release reservations at the two-year mark. We've been doing it manually now for four years, three, four years, and we wait for a little while to see if any of them get picked up and then we turn around and share them to the temple but we share them in a way that they show up as green temple icons and you can pull them back they say shared by family search and then you can collect them so i probably um it's a it, it's a toughie because when we did our first one we released a bunch of names and a lot of them didn't ever get found and picked up so uh, i think you just do how you feel the best i think either one is a good answer Oh, yeah, James Tanner is there at the same place, okay, until December, yeah. Hmm. And then Central Ohio, welcome, Judy. And uh, we'll do this on the person page and family section. Can we get an indicator when the children have descendants without having to go to their details page? Well, I, I can see why you're interested, but, you know, that could go on forever, right? And so we're trying, when you're on a person page, the focus is that person and everybody surrounding that person, huh? I have to think about that one because I think you can get the same by just looking at their tree. You can just do view tree on them and you'd see the whole thing, all their descendants and everything. So I'd have to understand better about what, you know, what's the need there. 
Okay, what's the next question? This is from somebody by the name of Bosch. Okay. It says, I have discovered that now it is possible to attach, attach sources to living people. That is lovely because I think it is a nonsense to wait until somebody dies to do his research. But I'm worried because in the same document, there could be a living person and a dead person. So linking the document to the dead one, we can expose private information of the living one. Have you planned that if a document is attached to both living and dead, all the source links to one document will be invisible except for the person that added them? Well, uh, and, and in the future, except for the people that is, that is in the same shared private space. Okay, so if this question is about a document, meaning you upload it into memories, we actually don't allow you to attach a memory source to a living person. You can attach memories, but you can't attach uh, memory sources to a living person right now. We only allow family search sources and external URL sources, and uh, which are just basically uh, user-created sources. And the reason we don't allow memory sources attached to living is because we don't want people to think it's safe to upload um, birth certificates and passports and things like that and then have that data exposed. But you need to also realize, uh, it's important for you to understand that when you are uploading things into memories, there's no protection on the memories um, documents the only or pictures or photos or audio or anything. That's all publicly viewable. People don't even technically have to have an account and registered to be able to see those things. The only thing we do for protection is if it's tagged, we'll remove, we won't show the living tag to anybody but the person who created the living tag. So you need to be aware first is if you uploaded a document in the memories, that's viewable, whether it has a living or not. If, if the document is on a public site, you know, like archives, national archives or something, then it's public anyway. So you're not gonna do any more damage putting it on family search site because nobody sees that that document's attached to a living anyway in the first place, and except for the person who attaches it to the living because you're the only one that can see that living person right now. Uh, and if it's, a, it's, if it's a public document, then they can find it in other places. So uh, we haven't done anything particular, and then, but we are planning on doing something with memory sources so that they're protected and they would be uh, uh, private. Okay. okay. Next one again is from Rachel Paulson again, a little later, but it says, why doesn't possible duplicates, duplicates ca uh, create a red data problem flag? Portland, Oregon is watching us, so, oh. So what was that again? Why said, don't why possible, possible duplicates create a red data problem flag? They do. They do now. So if you uh, go to the person page with the latest update to the person page, if you go to one and the possible duplicates, it has, uh, there's a data problem and it'll put a data problem and you'll click it and it'll say possible duplicates. So possible duplicates are now red data flags. I, I haven't seen one in the pedigree chart, but it should be there because any data problems show up there. Uh, but I have seen them inside of the data problems on a person page. So let me know if you, then there's still, still possible duplicates down at the bottom and it just has the same number. So we're contemplating whether we need to have the possible duplicates anyway to push the button. So uh, because um, possible duplicates have a particular rating and we don't, and it's uh, based on the latest changes in our matching system that decides whether something's a duplicate, they've gotten to the point where they're 
fairly sure they're really sure on this being actually duplicates so it doesn't do so we're not necessarily showing lower uh, valued duplicates like we were before so the possible duplicate menu item at the bottom of the page is not really as that valuable because it'll show up in the data problems but they are data problems now long answer for a short question okay and here's part b from rachel it says why does the temple reserve date not always reflect the actual date that I reserved the ordinance? All right, there's the, so she's asking why is it that the reservation date on her temple reservation list, why doesn't it reflect the exact date when she reserved it? And that depends on the kind of ordinance that you reserved. Remember those ones that were shared by Family Search we talked about? Well, some of those are extraction. Uh, extraction uh, ordinances and we have a problem right now we'll, we'll be fixing it but it's going to take us a little while to get fix it is that in a case when it was an extraction ordinance and it's sitting in a tree as a green temple and you reserve it we're erroneously showing the date of the extraction reservation as opposed to your reservation so that's one of the most common reasons why and, and we'll get it fixed. I've, I've told the team already that they have that and they have it on their list to take care of. And so we'll get that taken care of. I'm not sure when, because they got a lot of other high priority things uh, dealing with ordinance ready, which we talked about last time and, and finishing that up and completing that. So that's why it can show a different date than the one you clicked. The next one is actually a comment from Barbara. Okay. She is telling you, please ignore my negative comments and questions I wrote yesterday about the new version of Family Search. <laughs> I spent most of yesterday and this morning learning the new system, and I can see some real advantages. So that was in. Well, thank you. That's great. Um, we re we recognize that there was several, uh, you know, a bunch of nasty bugs that are there, and the team's still working on them, but it's getting better, and I think we'll continue to improve. So she, she just wanted you to yeah, know. Yeah, well, she thank was, you. I appreciate it. I, I understand. <laughs> I wasn't upset with anybody because I understand that kind of a change so abruptly and so completely is jarring and yeah. confusing and uh, frustrating because you're, you've, you know, we've had the same look and feel for four years. Mm -hmm. And so when you have something that looks the same, works the same for four years, you just, you don't even think anymore. The brain just goes over and clicks the, Duplicates, they click the hints, they, and they know where they are, and then all of a sudden you can't see them and because they're they're hidden or they're collapsed or something, and that can be frustrating. So I'm okay. That's just all part of the yeah the she gig of uh, the gig she's of going to do just fine. Now. Well, that's good. Okay, this comes from Karen Foster. It says, when attaching sources to a person already existing in the family tree, the left column lists information contained in the source and the right column lists what is already in family tree. Numerous times the source I am attaching to family tree has more complete information right. than what exists in family tree. If the information doesn't exist in family tree at all and there is a plus add tab that will add the information into family tree. For example, I review a birth record to attach to a person. Family tree has a month and a year but not a date. The birth date the birth record has at the date, but no way to transfer it over to family tree. I have an open new screen and manually add the date of the birth to the profile page on family tree. 
Is there a reason information shouldn't be easily transferred transferred from documents to family tree? It takes a lot longer to attach documents when a, when a new screen has to be opened just to add the info. And if you're using the phone app, it is even more tricky. Just wondering, have you considered this issue? Yeah. So to recap, just the the part that's the issue. You have a you have a source, a hint that you got, and you're going to attach it. A little in a hint or a record that you want to attach to a person, and in that record, it has like the person on it. On the person, it says born 1800, but the record says June 1st, 1800. And you want the June 1st to go over on the person pay on the person as part of the uh, attaching, like you do with add and new. And the, there's a reason why we don't allow it yet. Doesn't mean we don't want to. We do want to, but we don't allow it right now. And let me tell you. Let me explain to you why. One of the principles of family tree to prevent, to try to prevent bad changes is we uh, have people look at the data and look at all of the sources uh, tagged with that data. So today you click to edit a birth, we'll show you the birth value, the standardized dates, the place, the reason statement and all the sources attached so that so that you can see that this particular value has lots of sources and has a reason statement and you could read the reason statement why the previous person felt that it was the correct date and uh, that's the rules of the open system because we're trying to slow bad changes by uh, by putting in front of people this data and uh, when you're sitting in the source linker side by side that data doesn't show up you don't see the reason statements from the prior value. You don't see the attached uh, sources that are attached to that particular value. And you can't open the source to go see what they say. And uh, because of that, we don't allow it. But that doesn't, that, but we are uh, investigating and designing ways to enhance the, the source linker that hooks the hints to the people. So in such a way, redesign it in such a way that we could show that data and when we can show the reason statement and the tag sources and maybe even the value uh, in the sources of, for that birth date, uh, then we'll let you be able to make those changes in the source linker. But we felt like that's important because maybe the data on the, on the record is wrong. You know, Maybe there's 15 sources that say it's a different date. So you don't want to just blindly override it because it has more detail than what's already there. So that's the reason. Uh, I saw Pam said, I noticed red exclamation marks next to marriage dates, but I haven't figured out how to get rid of them. What do they indicate? I have standardized the date, but the exclamation mark remains. So you may want to check the place as well. But I thought when I saw those before, it was around standardization or um, of dates or places. So Pam, if you could send me an email, ron at familysearch.org and give me the PID for that particular person that has that problem. I'll go take a closer look and get back to you on, on uh, what's, what was the issue. Uh, Linda, yeah, you're right. She's Linda saying, well, what she's thinking is that you have a, a record that has like the birth, birth of a child and it has parents in it. Then uh, when you attach it to the parents, yeah, you, the people will be able to see that birth record. So, the, the point is, if the birth record is public, then you're not really exposing anything. For instance, Texas birth certificates are public, and so um, you can go see them, and they're, whether you're alive or not, and it shows your stuff. 
if you're if you're concerned about it, then I would just attach it to the living people and uh, and let the other and you can attach the other the other different time. Okay. Yeah. Let me see if I got anything else on here. Uh, Sanders asking, how can I print out the relationship page on a person page? And the answer is you can't do that right now. You, we just show the relationship. Several people have asked for that. We just haven't got around to it because we have the new V8 client. We have a bunch of other things that we've got queued up. So uh, we recognize that that's desirable. Um, you could take a screenshot, but sometimes the you have to shrink it down so it's not really great looking. Um, so I can't get down the sources on it. Oh, yeah, there's still, there's still, uh, there's one that still is, I still don't understand sources on the other side, different instead of uh, scrolling down. Let me just go over that quickly and then we'll go to the next question. Okay. The reason why we move sources to the other tab is it's actually faster and, and quicker to go flip between tabs to check the values. The problem, you're not feeling that right now because we we are slightly broken. When they did it, there was a piece of code that they didn't finish. So I've talked to them. They got it on their plans. They're working on it. The problem is, is when you when you look at the vitals and then you let's say you open birth and you're looking at it and then you go flip to the sources, that's faster than scrolling all the way to the bottom and scrolling all the way to the top. So you flip over to the sources and you look at the sources around birth. You look at those. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the birth. That's right. And then you flip back to the details, and then you flip back to the sources. Well, the sources have all scrolled, have all scrolled uh, down again. So it's out of the picture. So what we're working on is uh, shrinking the header a little bit when you scroll so that it shrinks. You remember who you are. And then, uh, then we'll freeze it so that when you flip back and forth between the two, it stays exactly where it is and open as you opened it. And you'll find that when we do that, that thing's going to be like lightning fast. You're going to go, okay, 5th of December. Okay, oh, yeah, 5th of December. All right, all right, beautiful. That place, yeah, 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 beautiful. And you'll you'll like it better because you don't have to scroll all the way down, write down the date, or try to memorize, scroll all the way back. And, and that seems like this is a, her question from Terry Hendricks. Will they please freeze the top line on the details page, like the details, timeline, sources, et cetera? This would cut down a lot on scrolling. Thanks a billion. No, freeze the top line on the details page. Does that mean the names? So oh, yeah. well, yeah, we're going to freeze the top little. That's probably the same thing I was just talking about. Yeah. We're going to freeze the little header bar that has the name of the person and their lifespan and their PIDs. Yeah. But we're going to make it smaller. We're going to shrink it so it's smaller so it takes even less play, space on the page. You get more of the details and more of the other stuff. Okay, this comes from Jennifer Jensen. And it says, is there anything in the works that will allow us to see all of the living records we have created under our account? I'd like to see a tab like Temple Ordinance where it lists all the records I've created for living people. I don't use an outside family history program and would like to be able to update the records that I have created as living as their status changes to deceased without having to remember all the living records I've made. Yeah, actually, we I had a meeting today where this same subject came up. It's uh, how can I essentially what you're wanting to do is you want to see a list of all your living inside of your private area. And uh, there's several reasons why that's valuable. One of the most common reasons what she stated where you had wandered around the tree back generations and down and you found a hint down in some descendancy and you added a record to it. 
but the person, but the but the record included some children that were most likely could be alive because you didn't have any death information, so you marked them living, which is absolutely the proper thing to do. But now you want to um, you want to go find them so you can look at them again, see if there's sources for them, or um, or if you know that if you found a record about them that shows that they're deceased, now you want to attach that record and and uh, mark them deceased. But you got to find them first. So that's the intent is we're going to probably make a list, one of the lists um, where you can just click on list and we'll just have a selection that's it. Show me living, my living, and we'll give it in like an alphabetical list or something of all of the living people that are in your private area. That's what we're thinking. But yeah, we understand the, the need for that and the value for that. Uh, I noticed the same problem with red marks on marriage date. So saying it doesn't have a marriage place, that's very likely that, the, you know, an exclamation mark is a data problem element. So that may be that it's saying that it's missing the place. You'd have to go look at the PID. That's what I would be looking for anyway to see that said. Um, you know, everyone, and then Colleen, Colleen is saying, why won't FamilySearch remember my login for two weeks when I check the box? And, you know, I don't check that box because I have to demonstrate logging in and stuff like that a lot of times. Mine's work. But uh, a lot of people say they haven't. And... And I pass it on to the team, and and they claim it works, and I don't think it does. So I'll pass it on again to them that we have better reported. Oh, there's Cody's joined us. So Cody, so welcome, oh, Cody. Glad to see you. I hope everything's going well for you. Yeah, I hope Beckett's going to bed on time. Oh, has he got Beckett? He's got Beckett. Uh, um, oh yeah, there's a snipping tool that you can have for Windows and also for. Um, Max that allow you to take a screenshot basically and that is a way to grab the the uh, relationship presentation uh, okay Sri what's the next one uh, it's another question from Jennifer Jensen it says in the settings section of the family tree app there is a section that says request names dash coming soon what is this new feature all about ah that features has been released so if you ask this question what you need to do is you need to upgrade your phone to a new to the new latest version of Family Tree. This is she's talking about the Family Tree app. And what you get with the Family Tree app, I'm even going to be crazy enough to actually demonstrate it to you here. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. What the Family Tree app does is uh, so here's wait, wait, I got to figure out how, where to hold it. Here's the Family Tree app. Here's my Family Tree app. I'm going to click on Temple. And now on Temple, on the Family Tree app, now you see a new button at the bottom of the Temple list called Ordinances Ready. It's hard to see. Yeah. The green, it's the green one. Yeah. The green at the bottom says Ordinances Ready. There. Uh, it's opposite. I know. There. There it is. Ordinances Ready. That's the button. And when you push that button, what it does is it will, uh, when you push the button, you get to select what ordinance you'd like family tree to find for you. And so the choices are baptism and confirmation, um, initiatory, endowments, sin of the parents, and sin of the spouse. So you pick the one you want. So I'll pick like baptism and confirmation. And then it scans. I'll tell you what it's going to scan in a few minutes. And it found five. Now in my case, it found five from my own reservation list. I click view people, and those are the people in my 
reservation list in this case that are ready to go have their baptism and confirmation done. And then I can just print continue. I can push continue and it'll actually print the cards on the phone and give you a, a reservation number and then you're off and running. Yeah. Now, if it can't find the, we try to find five baptism confirmations. Uh, that's the attempt there. The uh, initial stories, we try to find 10, I believe. Endowments, one. Ceiling parents, 10. And I think spouses is 10. Or five and 10. I can't remember all the details right now. i got to remember that. Yes, you do. Um, if it can't find them on your reservation list, then it will look at any reservations you've shared with the temple and find out if there's something on that list that is available to take, and then we'll pull that back from the temple and offer it to you. And then if it can't find one on your reservation list or the ones you shared to the temple, then we'll actually walk your tree up several generations and down looking for the closest relative that has that ordinance available. And we'll walk up the tree and, and uh, find one of those things, and then we'll present them to you. For instance, if you only had three baptism confirmation on your reservation list, then we'll go find two uh, off of your shared or uh, in the tree for you. Yeah, it's cool. I've used it. And in the future, that, that where we're going to look for ordinance will grow and expand and, and have more opportunities. Uh, one of the things we're working on is uh, – is uh, pulling them off the reservation off the temple list, for example. If uh, a related name, if you have a related ancestor, somebody else shared with the temple, we'll pull that off and give that to you as part of this ordinance ready. So okay. it's a way to to have a positive success for users, especially their first time. I think this can be an invaluable uh, consultant tool. So imagine, I mean, when when we hear feedback, we often hear that consultants spend hours and hours and hours, sometimes days, trying to find an ordinance for somebody uh, because they want to have some help uh, in their genealogy. And the uh, consultants know that if you can give them a related name to take to the temple, that's more joyous to them. Well, imagine if the first visit you did, you came over and said, let's get you registered. Let's get you registered, and then let's t I'll interview you for a minute to see what are your goals that you'd like to have. And, uh, and then you do that, and then you say, thank you very much. You schedule an appointment for, you know, a few days later or a week later and say, I'll come by, and we'll start working on your goals. When you go home, you've, you have their information, right, so you can uh, help them. You can do, uh, uh, do helper mode on the phone. This will also eventually, in the next couple of months or so, this, this ordinance ready will also be on the website. So you'll be able to do it on the website as well. But uh, imagine you go home, you push the ordinances ready, you got the ordinances right there, no big deal. And then you start thinking about what can I teach this person, what's most relevant for their skill level. Can I teach them about uploading memories and starting to put that on, stories about their family? Are they to a point where they can uh, understand a record? And then you, that when you show up, you say, here's some ordinances for you. You know, I've already printed them out or I reserved them for you. Uh, put them on your list, whatever, and let me show you their relationships and things like that. Let them wander around, see how they're related to these people that were found. Cool. And the consultant uh, didn't have to spend days trying to find them. So I think it's it can be an invaluable tool for the consultant. Uh, let's see.
Yeah, Cindy's asking about the font size on the person page and is there a way to increase the size? And, uh, you know, I hesitate. You can do a control plus and a control minus on your keyboards and all browsers will grow the font or shrink the font. But then you can get into cases where you get weird wrapping and things like that. The, the font size is actually not any smaller. It's actually the same size as it was before. And the data and the date and the play or and the date, the place or the name is actually bigger than it was before. But the problem is they're kind of all crunched together. And so I'm working with that team to to rejigger that. There's a, some disagreements on whether that we should do that or not. And so we're trying to work through those to see if we can. Uh, I think they need a little bit more space around each other. And then I think it would make it much more visible. Um, okay, what's the next one, Shree? This is from Sandra Jackson. It says, can I print the relationship on the person page? Can I print the relationship? No, that's the same thing we've asked before. The When you view my relationship, it pops up a little box, and all you can do is use, like, Snagit tool or a snippet tool to be able to take a screenshot, and that's one way to, to save that. Um, so Mary said, I had a, I, I have had a login trouble, could not log in at all to my family search account. Was there an update going on that I didn't know about? I'm not aware. There was a... There was an issue on Monday uh, during the morning where we were trying to debug some network connectivity problems. And during the, about a three-hour window or four, uh, the site was unstable because we were, we were pinching down and switching people between network devices, and there could have been some disruptions during that time. Other than that, I'm not aware of any specific updates, but there was an update about Registration now is a little bit different than it was before, but none of that should have affected your login. So if you're still having trouble, Mary, I would recommend calling support and have them help you through that uh, so that we can get you going again. Okay. This is from Tammy, and I believe that you've already answered it. It says, I'm enjoying the new details page on Family Search that was released recently. However, there are a couple of things that would make it easier. Like, is it possible to have the name, date, place, Etc. Large or bolded, it seems to blend into the page and makes it difficult yeah, to read. We just talked about that one. So yeah, I think we're there. We don't want to do bold. Bold is actually a bad choice. Just FYI, and that's mostly because of Asian languages. You know, that use the cliffs. You know, the lines. When that gets bolded, then their thin little lines get really fat, and they kind of tend to blur in together with each other. Uh, let's see. Uh, David, why am I on a laptop away from home in a motel internet and seeing old person page? That's probably because those pages were cached. Uh, I'm surprised that they would be cached that long, but oftentimes you see old pages because they're cached and the internet's so slow that your browser is uh, timing out and then just providing you the cached version. So I recommend that you clear your cache of any uh, saved internet pages and then you'll force it to go and pull down a new version of the page. Um, the, yeah, the titles, the, so Gary, we made the titles bold. We did change the titles to be bold uh, and, and uh, to try to help with that. Okay, what's the next one? This is from Joanne. It says, what was your reasoning behind putting the sources under a tab where you have to click them to get to the front page of Family Search? Now to check sources, you have to open a second tab 
or move back and forth from tab to front page. Yeah, I already explained that one. Yeah. It's actually going to be better. You're going to like it, I'm sure, because with the tab, the sources tab is not complete. It's not uh, shrinking the header and staying put, but it's actually faster to go back and forth than it is to scroll down. Yeah, it seems like up. a lot of these are. Well, these are probably ones from last week that, that yeah, it, it was last... more, it was real fresh in their mind right there. <laughs> yeah, it was whatever. This is from Sylvia Bevan. In regards to the new timeline on Family Search, when the dots on the map are clicked, they turn green and highlight the event on the timeline. But if we kick, click on the timeline first, sometimes it will turn the dot on the map green and sometimes it just leaves the red dot. Yeah. Is that how it's designed to work? No. I want to know. Yeah, no. The problem that we have right now that we're experimenting with an adjustment is that if you go to click the information on the timeline, you have to have your mouse in just the right place. Otherwise, it thinks you're clicking to maybe edit the data or do something else. So the trick is to stay to the right-hand side of the data on the vital and other information in the timeline and click near the bottom right-hand side, middle to bottom right-hand side of that data. Then it'll always highlight properly. We're aware of the issue and that it's not, uh, it's not consistent because it's a very small target area to click your mouse. So we're reviewing that, team's reviewing that. Okay. This is from Deborah Gamble. With the recent changes to Family Search UI, it seems one can no longer enter a custom location in parentheses that sticks and select a standardized location for the system. You are one of the first that showed me how to do this. I love the feature, use it regularly. Does it functionally still exist or perhaps am I doing it wrong? Yeah, Deborah. I'm going to have to check on that. That should be working just fine. What she's saying is that she can enter in a custom place, you know, like uh, uh, old family farm, uh, you know, section 25 of, of you know, plot whatever, um, homestead, and then, you know, El Paso, Texas or something, United States, and then pick a standardized that's just El Paso, Texas. That should be working, and that should work properly. What what happens is they'll uh, uh, now when we're when people were confused when they had the tab out and so the new standardized will show the data you entered in as well as the other standardized data and you just need to pick that one you entered in and it should select uh, one for standardized date or place and that should um, let you adjust that. Let me just try that really quick while we're on here. I'm just going to go over to a person here. Let's go to a person. I think I got a, I got a fake kid or two in there. Still. That's oh, good for this kind of stuff. I think I got a test kid one or two or something like that. Right there. Yeah, test kid 12. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to go into this test kid 12. You can't see this. And I'm going to go into a place, a death, and I'm going to put in something unusual, <coughs> put that home and I'm gonna say old farm south east by two miles, El Paso. 
So if you just select the, so I put Old Farm Southeast two miles, El Paso, El Paso, Texas, United States. When I look at the drop down that pops up, it has that same stuff typed in the first line and then El Paso, El Paso, Texas in the second line. So you need to select the first line that has your full statement and then the standardized place, it pops up the standardized place and you can change it if you want or you can leave it selected like it is and then I say save and it did just fine and it doesn't say it's standardized on the screen because that that old farm isn't standardized but you have a valid standardized place that is uh, and it doesn't give you an error message that it's uh, that it's not standardized so that should work so try again when you type it in try it make a you know go try it enter in a big different name as you have and then it should pop down with that repeat of what you typed in plus some standards just select the, select the repeated data and then it should work just fine. Okay. okay. This is from Linda Lane. I hope that's I said it right. How do we request ordinances that are shared with the temple? And do they need to be shared with the temple for a certain length of time before we can uh, request them? Or are there other restrictions? Well, in the future, we're going to allow people to take of ordinances on the shared reservation on the shared temple list and pull it and put it on your list yeah that's going to be coming it uh, probably not gonna be this year but it'll be next year sometime next year you'll be able to take it off the temple list and put it on your list and when you do you're gonna have 90 days in order to get it done the reason why it's 90 days is because the people who have shared that to the temple have an expectation that when it's pulled it gets done in a short amount of time usually at a temple it's done in you know of two or three weeks and um, at the latest usually and uh, so that's going to be coming but until then uh, it doesn't matter how long it's been on the temple list if you if it's someone that's closely related to you and you're seeing that it's not getting done and you've tried to con you contacted the person who has the reservation and asked them if they would be willing to share the reservation with you and and they're just not responding or not willing to do so uh, then you are welcome to call support and tell them about it and most times they'll they'll look at it and if they feel that that's com that's a comfortable thing they will actually remove it from the temple list and put it on your reservation list so that's how you take care of that uh, Carl asks can the mobile app have links added from source linker to open people from the tree in a new window without navigating away from source linker well, well uh, the yeah, right now you can do multiple windows on the mobile app, uh, but you usually have to open the person first and then you go and open a new window to do the source linker part. So um, I'll, I'll pass that on. So can you we'll have to remember to go to that question and I'll look at it. Okay. Why is Family Search not supporting Find a Record? I don't know what you mean by Find a Record. Find a Record is a third-party application, and uh, so that's not ours. Um, unless you mean you go to Historical Record Search and you entered in data and you think it's not finding it, then that's something different. But Find a Record is a third-party application and a third-party uh, thing, so you'd have to call them and talk to them what the problem is. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Cynthia, just keep trying to move your mouse around that block area, and if you hit it right, it always works. So, but they they need to fix the they need to fix the stuff the the where you can click. Uh, will we be able to rearrange categories on the right hand side of the near future? Well, let me tell you some, how how we doing on questions. Oh, you've got plenty. How many of them were thirteenth? Uh, I want to kind of make sure I get through those. That's one, two, okay. three, four, five, six. All right, seven, answer this one, then I'll get back to our eight, questions that people submitted earlier. Um, people, several people asked about the rearranging stuff, and what we're thinking about is, and I want to get your views on this. So you feel free to comment on what you think is good enough. We're thinking about giving you your own personal tab on the person page and allow you to put anything you want on that tab. Like on this on this personal tab of yours, you want relationships and you want them at the top and you want sources right after them and you want notes and you, you put the stuff that you love and you want to view uh, and you put it on that tab, your own tab. And then once you set up that tab, then any person you go to, you see that customized tab mm. with the stuff you want on it. Of course, if you put a lot of stuff on that tab, then you're paying the penalty for that uh, data getting downloaded. So if you put a bunch of stuff on it, don't don't come yelling to me that it's too slow, Ron, because you chose to put all that data on there. Then you got to wait till all that that data comes. Each piece, each piece will start find, searching for data and getting data, but they'll start filling in. But you may see them fill in in different orders based on how much data it has to collect. Yeah, that's this question right here, isn't it? Yes, that's that question. Okay. So you can mark down. All right, well, this is from Lynn, or Cynthia Lichko. Rebecca's also the same question, too. Okay. It says, can you go over the new ordinance ready feature on the Family Tree app? I used the preview today, and a red temple icon came up. With this app, will it allow us to bypass the need to submit those requests through data quality? I have long awaited for that kind of change to take place. I call it an ordinance upgrade. <laughs> No, the ordinance ready when it's going around and looking in your tree, not only looks in your reservation list or on the ones you shared with the temple, but also walking the tree. We skip all 110. We don't, we don't choose anybody that has data problems on them right now. Um, we're going to do some adjustments to the data problems because some of them shouldn't be blocking ordinances. Uh, so we're going to, we're in the process of reviewing those things, but it won't let you override a data pro, uh, we're, it won't let you override what qualification requires. And uh, those may be data problems that are not dismissible. We do have some data problems that are not dismissible that we have to correct and make them dismissible because uh, we're separating. Uh, we have to make sure that th that things that qualify follow the rules of the temple qualification service. And in a few cases, we've gotten more strict than the qualification rules. So we'll go take care of that. So that's in question two? Yes. Supposedly, oh, this is from Heather, I'm sorry. Supposedly there was a name change for my second great-grandfather. He came from Norway to Minnesota. In Minnesota, he was a Lee. We are not sure where to look for his information or family. Unfortunately, his naturalization was not a good source of information. What is the best way to search this? Yeah. Uh, I would just... Uh... Well, 
There's several things you can do. This is where searching becomes a fine art. And <clears throat> what I recommend doing is looking for, you can look for the name of the kids. Just put the kids' names. Don't put the parents' names in. You can look for um, the his name without the last name, but have a birth date and a place. Yeah. And that will give it'll be a little long list. You'll get all of the yeah. Michaels or whatever the name was mm -hmm. of the of the person. So just try looking at it at different angles. Look at look up the spouse, and then uh, that you may find the spouse record because the name didn't get changed there uh, potentially. Absolutely. And then you can see his name and. That way you can find out how it was uh, recorded or how the name he made changed. So those are some of the tricks that you can do. Um, yeah. And then visit your local family history consultant, too. They may be able to help you or the one in the stake or something, uh, the stake one that gets a little bit, you know, different training or something. You might try that. Yeah. They can, And then you can always, as always, you can call Salt Lake Library and look for and ask for uh, support that way. Uh, to help you there. This one is from Chris Chappelle. It said, hi, Ron. When I'm adding new parents to my ancestor and there are a possible matches found, I can't figure out how to open a link to the possible match. Is this the only way to view the possible match is to open a new browser tab and then use find in the mm. tab family tree, then find by ID? Uh, that doesn't, that, that'll work for you. I don't know if that's the best way to do it. So if I say add spouse and I say Joanne Smith TV. And I see a Joanne Smith. When the possible matches found comes up, the name of the person in the the name of the person in this list is a clickable link. So you should be able to click that person's name. So I, I typed in Joanne Smith was the person I'm adding. It found a possible match. Joanne Smith is highlighted in blue. I clicked that and saw the person card, which shows me the name, the birth, the death, how many sources, and it has tree in person, and you should be able to right mouse click on person and say click in a new tab, and that will open it up on that person page. You can also hold down, if you're doing Windows, you can hold down the control button and do a left mouse click on that same name, and it will just automatically open a tab with, on that person page. And I never left the add find area it just opened a new tab for me. So I hope that made sense uh, on what I did there. That that where it seems to work fine. So just click on the name of the person that's in the list and or control left click. The, on a Mac, it might be either control left click or a, or a Apple or a command left click. And it'll open a new tab with that person page. So then you can go to that tab and look at it. You don't have to do the find by ID. This one's got a question that didn't wrap. Yeah, right mm, let's see, go here, click on it. I think there's a wrap choice. Mm. This is from Jackie. Uh, if you're listening, maybe you could help us. It says, can we have a way to filter more than one item on our temple list? Yeah, okay. There you go. Well, we'll talk about that. I mentioned that at the beginning. You can filter you can filter by no, there's no filtering. You can you can go in and say you can filter each column, I believe, independently. Is that not so? Let me cancel here and go look that real quick. You go to temple, I go to all reserve, and I say filter. I'm going to say give me all, uh, give, sort by sex. Oh, filter. Yeah, there's only one place to filter, and you can just type in something. That's it. 
sorry. That's how this particular module works is uh, you'd start typing in the filters, whatever that is. And then you can do sorting of the columns to help getting those data values up to the top. So if you're trying to find female uh, Joannes and you start typing Joanne and you get 15 Joannes, or and you're looking for baptisms, you can go filter by ordinance and, and the baptism will pop to the top. So after you, you have to use a combination of filtering and sorting, I think, to get a filter down your list to find the one you're looking for. We have the same problem. I don't have it. Just a second here. I don't know if I have that. So I know it's on. Over here and go like this. I'm done it on an iPad, so I don't know how to do that. <laughs> this is it right there. No. There you go. I'm pushed out. There you go. Oh, yay. I've learned something new today. It has not been a loss. This is from Maureen Whit Wheatley. When I go to do hints, it seems I have to hit the arrow key back a number of times before I go back to get the next hint. Seems more complicated than before. Yeah, we, we lost our little return to results uh, button for a while, but I thought, uh, I thought that it was, uh, wait, this is on hints? Uh, yeah, when I go to do hints. Right there. So you go to hints, and then you're going to what? So she has to hit the back arrow, the arrow key back, a number of times before I can go back to get the next hint. Ah, well, that's probably true. So let me tell you, you can use the same trick on hints that I just told you about on looking at the name of the person that is a possible, is a adding. Click on the blue record hints on the person page. You see, you see your list of hints. And then for each hint, do a control left click on the hint. That will open the hint in the new tab. And that way you have two tabs. One is still the person page with the hints popped up. And the other tab now has the actual hint. And then you could go from there. When you're done with the hint, you just close that tab and you're back on the person page. Then you don't have to go back or up. Just a click uh, use of the open in a new tab kind of thing. You can also right mouse click and say open in a new tab. I guess that doesn't work. You have to do control left mouse click. That's the trick. You do that and you'll open them up. And the, there was somebody else that called me up to says, hey, I used to be able to do right mouse, not working right. And I said, look, at just hold down the control button, click on each of the hints. It'll open up. I said, there's three hints. Click, click, click. Now I got three extra tabs. Then go over there and resolve each of the tabs, and then you're back on the person page. Close the tab after you're done. Okay, that's all through the 14th. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go look out here. It's getting close. Let's go see if there's some questions we can answer out here. Um, Is this going here? My temple reservation, Boston Temple, have been shared for years. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is, was there a question about that coming out somewhere about why it was shared for years? Yeah. 
what do you do about birth at sea? I would uh, I would put in what sea? Do you know what sea? Was it the Indian Ocean or the Red Sea or the Black Sea, Black sea or whatever? Can you say birth at Black Sea or birth at uh, in Pacific Ocean or something like that? If you know what boat they were on, just put birth at uh, Pacific Ocean. And I think I think Pacific Ocean is a standardized place. If it's not, we'll have to add that. Uh, yeah, at sea. Okay, someone said at sea is a standardized place, so you can just put at sea. Thank you for answering that question, Shana. Um, we hear, we, we're here waiting to hear how to help new members see her ordinances when she has two ID numbers. As a consultant, I can see her ordinances with a third ID number. I don't know what you're saying there, SJ. Clough. Stephanie. I don't understand what you mean by two ID numbers and three ID numbers. Third ID number. So I, you'll have to give me a little more information there. Okay, well, oh, that's a big long one. It's a big one. Can we? Um, if you want to do. Okay, I'll just answer one of the first parts of that or something, and we won't mark it off. Okay, this is from. Uh, well, let's see. Okay, David. Did you enter? Don't worry about it. This is from David. Okay. It starts, I am a Temple Family History Consultant and serve in the Leighton Family Search Center, and it's been frustrating to have parent, patrons present long lists of people's names for ordinances they found on such things as Hope Chest, Wooden Village, etc. There seems to be so many mistakes in the, the list, including persons um, with unresolved duplicates. I'm excited about the release of ordinances ready. Would you can clarify some questions? Okay. Since the app is on the patron's smartphone, how does the consultant access the ordinance ready feature? Ah, okay. The ordinance ready feature right now is only on the on the iPhone on the app uh, on the app on iPhone and mobile. Android. And uh, the ordinance the the mobile app has the ability for you to do helper mode. So what you do is go in helper mode and help that person on your app. And then when you click ordinance is ready, it's Ordinances for that person whom you're helping. He did that last night for me. Yeah. We, uh, I forgot some stuff at home, wanted to do a couple of ceilings for family, and he was able to uh, pull up um, my account. Reservation, me. reservation list. Yeah, my so. reservation list, pull the, pull the information we needed. It was slick. So Very what easy. you do is you go to more, the three dots at the bottom, and on the more menu, there's a help button. You push help, and then under that help list, you have help someone. And when you get to help someone, you have to enter in their uh, username and uh, helper pin. And then once you do that, it actually creates a new database, downloads that person you're helping's information. You do your things, and then when you go out of helper mode by pushing the stop or the stop button on it, stop helping, we delete that database so that confidential data does, isn't sitting on your phone when it's not yours, so your data. Okay, what's the next question? This is, can this feature be accessed through my consultant resources or on my smartphone using the page? There you go. I just told you how to do that. Okay. I've noticed all the similar apps have been eliminated from the solutions gallery except Take a Name. Is the Take a Name app still working, and does it do the same functions as Ordinance Ready? Yeah, there's nobody that does the same functions that we do on Ordinance Ready. Um, the, uh, the solutions uh, area... We actually changed it, and so the reason why you're not seeing some partners there is because they haven't completed their work to be included in this 
new solutions place. Mm -hmm. uh, take a name, I guess, has. Um, and uh, and we'll be working with these new partners when it comes to finding ordinance to make sure that they're more consistent in what we would like it. What we would like things to behave. Ordinance ready was our first entrance into this, but we want to make sure we had it behaving the way we wanted to. Meaning it doesn't look for it looks for duplicates. It checks to make sure it qualifies. It makes sure it doesn't have any data problems. It uh, it checks to make sure there's no duplicates, things like that, and uh, and then make sure it qualifies. So we'll be asking for those same requirements to these other to the other vendors. Okay. Next part, he says I have ordinances in my temple list. It appears the app will bring up only my reserved or shared list. Is this correct? Yeah, as we explained earlier, uh, that this reserve this goes to your reservation list first. Then it goes to the ones you've shared with the temple. And then third, if it can't find the number that you're looking for, then it'll go out on the uh, and walk your tree to find the rest of them. The difference in ours is we're not trying to grow your reservation list. We're just trying to help you use what you have on your reservation list. And if you don't, if you want to go do those ordinances and you don't have them on your reservation list, we'll find some ordinances for you of that type for you to do. Okay, it said, it appears my function as a consultant is then to help patrons research the duplicates and other problems. Do you suppose the patron will not attempt solving problems until their ordinance ready list is complete? Kind of like we saw with the introduction of the descendancy function? Yeah, well that's, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, you may be watching that I think this can be a great tool for a consultant, uh, sort of your initial thing. And I think you still need to ta teach people about how the, you know, what a green temple means and what things they need to check for and stuff like that because yeah. they're going to want to, they're going to want to going to want to do that too, especially if it's people in their family that mean something special to them. They're going to want to reserve those and do it properly. So all we're trying to do is make it easier for consultants to not spend hundreds of hours to try to find norms for a person. And people may start using it. Individuals will start using it, but that's okay. Because it's not, it's going to slowly grow reservationless. Uh, the beauty is, if they get, uh, let's say, I look for badges and confirmations, and I find somebody that needs everything, we'll put that on your reservation list. And then you're looking for initiatives. Well, we, you already have it on your reservation list. Yeah. So we're not, we're not increasing reservations, and uh, only if you choose not to do those other ordinances. And if you're not going to do the other ordinances, you should be sharing them with the temple. And then he wants to know, will you be limiting the number of ordinances on a person's list? And the answer, so he asked, will we be limiting the number of ordinances or reservations on a person's list? And the answer is yes. We're going to do that. We are still discussing what that limit will be, uh, but we will be doing that in the future. It's not now because ordinance ready uh, can only grow the list slowly, so we're not worried about it. Um, but there will be a limit that we will impose on reservation lists. To keep and it'll be and we think it'll be a reasonable limit. We're still working on it, deciding. Uh, and then uh, and then we're going to give you great features like you'll be able to uh, share with your uh, if you share with a relative, you know, a relative or friend. We're going to change it so you can share an ordinance and not necessarily the whole reservation. So it'll still sit on your list. So you could just like you share the temple, you could share with a family member. And if they're not doing any good, you could like pull it back from them if they're not getting it done. <laughs> or you just send the baptism confirmation to a grandchild who can only do baptism confirmation so that they don't have to deal with trying to have, figure out how to get the initiatory back to you. <coughs> We're also going to change. <clears throat> uh, somebody said, well, it's been in my temple for three years and nothing's happened. 
And the, the, a lot of reason why that's happening that way is because today, when you share an ordinance with the temple, the first consumers of those ordinances are people in your temple district. So if you have a temple district that's doing a lot of family history and a lot of people are submitting names to the temple, then you got a long line to wait for. And the only time it gets pulled by another temple is if another temple uh, didn't have that ordinance in their temple district, and then they'll steal from another temple district. We're going to change that. It won't be right away, but it's in the plans. We're working on it. Excuse me. <coughs> this means I need to take a drink in a dry throat. He gets that quite often. Too much talking. Um, we're going to change it so that there won't be districts anymore. The ordinances will flow to the temple that next needs them. And so it'll start feeling a little bit more regulated. And it'll be the oldest ordinance that was submitted will be the next one done. And so that'll start flowing. And then we're going to allow you to pick ordinances off the temple list and put it on your list. We're going to create a family reservation list that you can create a family reservation list and invite your family to come and participate in this family reservation list. You'll be able to share to that family reservation list. The whole family can share to that same reservation list. And then the grandkids, you don't have to share with them. They just go to the family reservation list and say, print the baptism and confirmation and go do it. Yeah. Print, it'll print it out in their name and they go take care of it. And then the ordinances still sit on the family reservation list for somebody else in the family to go pick off. We're going to um, present ward and stake lists so that uh, you don't have to worry about going to the temple and pulling out of a drawer or anything like that. People will submit the name to the temple, and then you'll be able to, in your reservation list, you say, I want to help a ward member. So show me the ward-submitted temple ordinances, and we'll show you, well, these are the ones from your ward. You'll be able to pick off the ordinances you want to do and print them out and go to the temple. So we're trying to revamp everything to make it easier to have access to these things, to the ordinances that have been sitting around because <clears throat> people want to do them. Uh, they've been sitting there on the temple list. Nobody can get a hold of them. And we want to make sure that there's ordinances for everybody to have, and so that's why we'll limit so we don't run into cases where people reserve you know, hundreds of thousands or thousands and thousands and thousands that they can't get, uh, get done because it's too many for them to complete in a lifetime or yeah. in a reasonable amount of time. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's that's some of the peak. We've talked a little bit about it. In the last couple of conferences I've been at, I've been more explicit on it because I think it's important to start telling people about some of the changes that are coming. And uh, so it's been a good time, good evening. I it really appreciate been. it. I thank, thank Cherie for helping me out here. She did pretty good considering it was her first time. <laughs> she was a bit nervous. I'll get better. But she, did, she did really well. And... Uh, and I hope that this uh, was useful for you and valuable. Um, I don't know if we got our last one posted up yet to YouTube, but we'll get going. Sheree's made a good record of the questions that we answered so that uh, we can post them with the, the um, video. As always, don't wait to, to the live for, to ask your questions. You can certainly, we tried to mix in a few from the from people that are here. But as always, you can submit questions at any time on, on Family History Ron on Facebook. And we start working down the questions just like we did today. We got through all the ones uh, through most of last week. Yeah, through the 19th. Through the 19th. And we'll just continue on in our next one. Mm -hmm. I haven't picked the dates yet, so uh, we'll post those events out on family, on the on the Facebook when we pick those events for October. So thank you very much, and I hope everything's going well for you. 
Hope the tree's working for you. As always, if you have issues, concerns, or questions, or suggestions, you're welcome to give them to me on Facebook or send me an email, ron at pandasearch.org. And by the way, have a great night. It's really great seeing you, and I love that people come and listen. It makes me feel like I'm useful in some way. Wears me out in others. Yeah. But my goal, tell your friends and family to join us because I'm doing this because I want everybody to understand how things work and to understand how they can use the system and be and be effective in finding what they're trying and what they want to do. So have a good evening. Bye-bye.